You found the Love Flight Podcast. I'm Paul Tizard, Fear of Flying Coach, and I've been helping nervous flyers since 1997. So in this podcast, you are going to find aviation experts, psychologists, coaches, enthusiasts, and people normal, just like you, who have overcome their fears. Welcome. And today we are joined, it's like a party room. We've got the Happy Tales team here and oh, a whole bunch of people. And there's furry people as well. Uh, we're going to be talking about the work they did. Well, furry people won't, but they can be talking about all the different sort of help that you offer at the airports and all the other things that you do, all the amazing, wonderful stuff that you do. So uh, don't hold back. I love you guests. So you can say anything, promote the hell out of yourselves, because I think what you do, having had a good Google and nose around. It looks great. And John Bond, who's been in touch with some of you, I believe, uh, he was uh, very keen to get this on. He's a colleague of mine, so a colleague and friend. So welcome. Welcome. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. So, so Lauren, you're going to go first. <laughs> yes, I'm Lauren Deshpande. I am the volunteer coordinator here at San Jose Manetta International Airport. And we have a wonderful group of therapy animal volunteers. These volunteers come into the airport seven days a week um, whenever they have time mm. and bring their animals in tow just to make people happy. Mm. So just a little history about how our program started. Um, just after 9-11, we had an interfaith chaplain named Catherine Libchutz who owned a therapy animal dog, a Great Dane named Orion. And she asked permission to bring Orion into the airport to help comfort people. And that's where it took off. We were the first therapy animal program in the entire country, the U.S. Mm -hmm. And all the other airports around us thought, this is a wonderful idea. Let's also have a therapy animal program. As we've grown and expanded, uh, we now have 44 active therapy animals, including 39 dogs, we have four cats and coming soon, one large rabbit. Uh -oh. So I'm very excited about that. And I want to just mention that we just rebranded from what was called the canine crew mm. to now being SJC Happy Tales. We want to be inclusive to all the animals that we have. And, um, you know, we want to recognize that we had the first therapy animal cat as well as... Um, you know, a lot of dogs in the program. And Patty was the one to introduce the first therapy animal cat and several others since then. Excellent. So I think, Patty, would you like to go ahead and, and start about the cat? You're on mute. Sorry, I was also trying to catch the cat. <laughs> so, so my name is Patty Guthrie, and I started with the program, which was, of course, then called um, uh, the Canine Crew in... Um, in February or March of 2017 is when we got badged. This is not the first cat I started with. This is actually my younger therapy cat named Wookie. Uh, my older one named Moki looks almost exactly like him because I have a fondness for black cats. 
<laughs> and he, we started with the program then because with uh, Moki, especially, we'd done a lot of different types of We'll never know. Keeping us in suspense. <laughs> are you are you alive? Are you with us, Patty? Why does why does Wi-Fi do that? Just at the critical moment, you know? Oh, the joys of the internet. Yes. <laughs> Maybe Lisa, do you want to talk a little bit about Love on a Leash? That's the program that allows uh cats and rabbits in addition to dogs. Patty was one of the first um, members of Love on a Leash. She actually um, was with them with the um, national chapter before we started our um, Silicon Valley chapter. And I believe our Silicon Valley chapter started about 2015 or so. And it is one of the therapy animal groups that allows dogs, cats, and rabbits at this point to be part of our therapy team. And this little one here is Hannah. She is a Maltese Shih Tzu. Um, she is kind of on the verge of being retired because she is going to turn 15 in December. Wow. And so she's been with um, Love on a Leash um, since we uh, joined in about 2015. And we started with the airport um, with Canine Crew back in um, about the beginning, I think, January or February of 2017. And yeah, Hannah's been doing pet therapy work for 13 years. So she's got a lot of experience and she's very quiet and she's tiny. So everyone can pick her up and yeah. hug her and just love on her. Wow. And she's looking great for 15. Wow. Yeah, she's, she's, she's kind of, I'm tailing her back and um, I'm in the process. I'm halfway in the process of um, getting my younger dog certified and she will be turning three in October. Okay, brilliant. Thank you. Where are we going next? That's great. <laughs> Rhonda, do you want to start? Sure. I'm, I'm actually a member of Love on a Leash and have been since a little after Lisa, I think I, I also knew Patty through a local group called Furry Friends pet assisted therapy services. It actually even goes beyond dogs, cats, and rabbits. They have had uh, birds, miniature horses, snakes. They have a professional behaviorist that does the evaluation. So the insurance trusts her, but the other two are local organizations. I'm also with Alliance of Therapy Dogs. And in fact, Steve was my evaluator for Matilda, who is sitting on my lap right now. Matilda is my second therapy dog. I had Penelope for 16 years, and these are bearded collies. So they're the traditional shaggy dog, oh, yeah, smaller yeah. than an old English sheepdog. And, um, but we go to the airport under both auspices, under Alliance of Therapy Dogs and under Love on a Leash. Amazing. And we go a lot of other places. We, yeah. we were in a homeless shelter the other night. We go to nursing homes, rehab facilities, schools, anybody who invites us, we are there. Because mm. my girl loves people and doesn't get enough attention from me. <laughs> and can we see her face? I can just see a little bit of furriness, but I can't see. 
Oh, look at that. <laughs> Come on, Matilda. She's 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 not a high energy dog in the daytime. She sleeps a lot. So oh, she's sitting here next to me, but she is, let's see. Matilda, say hello. Say hello. If I put the speaker on and you talk to her, she actually will probably respond. Hello, Matilda. <laughs> that is that. Well, she she is she is definitely there. And um, when we go on a therapy visit, she changes. She's interesting. Mm. She mm. she perks up. She knows she's working, and she becomes very attentive. Not to me. And I tell people the difference. And I don't know how much you're going to go into this, Lauren. But therapy dog versus service dog. Service dog works for the person that that takes them, and they're really not supposed to be touched by anyone else while they're working. Therapy dog is exactly the opposite. I'm just the transportation. She does all the work. And so we encourage people to touch and cuddle, and they'll braid her hair, and oh. they will um, <laughs> hug her because she responds well to being hugged. She'll lean into a hug, and oh. uh, that's some of what we do. Oh, that's so cute. Thank you. Where are we going next, Lauren? You're you're the compare. See, you look like you were showing off your lovely doggy. Thank you. Hi, everyone. My name's Dolores. I like to go by D. And this is Harley. Let's see if he'll get up. Harley, let's see if you'll wake up. This is something fun that we always bring to the airport with us. We bring green beans. This is how he gets up. It's his nap time, but he should get up for me momentarily or maybe not. Maybe he'll join us, but I'll... He should be up here um, and you'll be able to see him a little bit. He is a golden retriever. He's 11 and we rescued him from Taiwan. So he came in through the airport. Uh, we rescued him 10 years ago. And within the first year, we got him certified as a therapy animal. And he's going to come say hello to you right now. And you will see what he does. He sits. And people, well, he would have. And people go nuts giving him green beans and broccoli. And they love the story to hear about green beans, broccoli. And I said, yeah, just like yeah. humans, you know, humans, if you eat cookies all day long, it's not good for you either. But, uh, you know, it's one of, if not the most rewarding time I have of the month. We haven't done it this year because he had a hip operation complications, but otherwise we go every month and we, we just love it. And he, like I think Rhonda mentioned, he doesn't get enough loving from me. He misses that. And he loves having all the pets and attention from everyone. Yeah. And it's amazing what you see, Paul. You walk in and he's got his little vest on and we can barely get past TSA, not even that. And sometimes we've just sat there to, to put my shoes back on and there he goes. So I'll put the background back on. So you'll see his, oops, uh, you'll see back in the background, just like um, him sleeping there. But I've stopped at TSA just to get my shoes on and he's sitting there and hordes of people come around him. And yeah. it's just the most rewarding experience. It's my favorite time of the month because mm -hmm. it's not necessarily, everyone's anxious when they go to the airport, every single person. And no one I've ever come across understands this program, absolutely no one. And so I love educating them and saying San Jose was the first airport and what really goes on. And you just see people's anxiety level, yeah. whether they're going through a divorce, going on vacation, whatever it is, it goes from here mm. all the way down. I've had stories countless every single time from, from a woman that came that was dealing with an elderly mother and she said, I was going to go to the bar. And I said, well, would you like to you know, come sit here with him? And she stayed the entire time before her flight. 
and she was in tears and I was just in tears and talking to her, just loving on him. She, her, just her whole demeanor changed. Um, and then one time I was at the airport and I ran into someone I knew and he said, what is this program all about? And I was telling him, I love telling them about it and handing out his business card and people get a kick out of that too. And he said, really, really? Oh, it's just what fear of flying. I said, it's so much that and so much more. And mm. he watched. And it is really literally amazing to see how people change from just a minute or two. And literally you watch people, they get in line to come and snuggle on him and take their picture and to pet him. It's absolutely the most rewarding experience I have of the month. And I love to see just the anxiety, whether it's I have to catch my flight or I'm stressed out or what have you. And it's, it, it, it leaves such a great feeling that the airport cares about the well-being of their mm-hmm. travelers and that mm-hmm. you're sharing, you know, your baby with them. And it's like nothing that an actual human can do alone. The animals open up and people talk to you. Yeah. Um, and it's very, very rewarding, very rewarding. And I leave so f- full and with so much gratitude. That's amazing. Thank you. This is turning to one of my favourite podcasts at the moment. This is just lovely. <laughs> I'm feeling it as well. Well, I'm not even near the doggies. And uh, what else we got? Just got dogs today. Have you got any cats? There was a cat, wasn't there? Yes, there was a cat. Yes. Okay, Lauren, back to you. Where are we going next? Steve, you are reporting live from what a golf course? Do you want to? Add- yeah. So I'm working the uh, Silverado Golf Tournament in Napa Valley. It's the Ordinate Championship, and I've been working this for 12 years, so I couldn't get away with my doggies. So, yeah, and it's lovely out here, by the way. Um, so my name is Steve Wincor. I actually am a tester observer as well as handler, and um, a large percentage of dogs that are from Alliance uh, that do the San Jose Airport I actually tested at one point in time or another. Um, the airport started with a, a different group, and uh, the airport changed over to Alliance, and I did most of the testing. And, and I own, uh, at one point in time or another, had uh, four standard poodles, of which uh, two are still around, uh, Gibson and Oakley. And uh, they love the airport. Um, one is seven and the other, or one is eight and one is six. Um, but we've been doing the airport for probably seven, eight years, something like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and testing dogs is wonderful. Uh, Alliance is celebrating 30 years of doing therapy work. As a few people mentioned, they are one of the national organizations like Love on a Leash. Um, And we do all kinds of visits. Recently, I took Gibson and we did USA Gymnastics, had an event here at SAB Center. And uh, it was stress relief for the coaches and athletes. So quite an experience to do that and see some of potential, you know, Olympic hopefuls. So the airport 
Uh, I've not tested anybody that doesn't love doing the airport. Mm. It's very rewarding. Uh, you never know who you're going to meet, um, much less uh, the kind of interaction that you get with the different people, because it varies from meeting veterinarians, uh, the TSA folks, um, uh, the flight crews. Um, it, it's a, a wide range of, of people that you meet. And of course, the dogs just you know love it. Uh, typically at San Jose, we start at one end of the airport, work our way to the other end, and then go back. And for us, it takes almost two hours to do the complete circuit. So uh, it, it's also a, a pretty long stretch of time for the dogs. So, yes, and and I have to say, San Jose's got a great little. Uh, spot for the doggies to relieve themselves totally equipped with a nice red fire hydrant so uh so they even have that opportunity built into the, the whole thing at the airport brilliant that wasn't one of my questions but thank you <laughs> <laughs> oh dear back to lauren yeah Bobby, you got cut off do you want to um finish up what you were going to say and then we'll move to anna Sure. My computer crashed figures. Um, <laughs> anyway, yes. Yeah, so we started back, of course, I know a lot of people covered already what I was starting to say, but we started back in um, February or March of 2017. And uh, the reason I started doing this with Moki is that um, my first black uh, therapy cat, and he is now over 16. He's 16 years and four months old. So he hasn't done a lot of visits this year so far. What I started doing visits with instead is my youngest cat, Wookie, who is three and a half. Uh, Moki is still qualified to do visits, and I could take him if I'd like, um, but he's getting pretty old and creaky, and the airport is sort of a long visit for him. Mm. Um, we have a total of three therapy cats in the program, actually. Um, Moki, who is, as I said, is over 16. Um, our tortoiseshell widget, who is seven, and she is only handled by my partner, Dave Zemke, because just like Alliance of Therapy Dogs, Love on the Leash certifies person with pet. Yes. Um, so widget's not been certified with me. I can't visit with her. We, however, have Jewel certified with most of the rest. So we have three cats, Wookie, who I showed earlier on the other two. Uh, Wookie's three and a half, as I said, and then two dogs because we believe in being busy. So we also have two cardigan Welsh corgis uh, named Crystal and Sprocket. Crystal, however, is almost 15 herself. And so she has just about stopped as well. We took her to the airport several months ago and just brought her in past a security and basically just let her wait for people coming through security. We couldn't go up and down through the airport with her. She's just too old now. Yeah. So that's always an opportunity, too, if you want to think of that, D. Just bring him right in and stick right around security because that worked well for um, Crystal as she aged. But um, we did a lot. I've done many, many different types of visits with Moki over the years. He started visiting when he was six months old. And so we've done everything from a gigantic uh, homeless um, fair up in um, Pleasanton to um, – Foster homes with kids, libraries, schools, nursing homes. I um, know, obviously, the airport, hospice visits. Done so many visits with him that I always thought, boy, I'd love to see a cat in the airport too. 
because I'd started seeing the dog programs. And so we talked about it with um, one of the coordinators for Love on a Leash and who locally who ended up talking to the right people at the airport and made it happen. So that's how mm-hmm. Love on a Leash joined. And that's how I started in uh, February or March of 2017 with my oldest cat. And just like everyone says, uh, it's really neat to see people's faces. So with the cat, I actually draped the stroller with signs that say, um, you know, therapy cat cat (laughs) because i'll have people petting him and say oh is this a cat why yes it is not a dog this is a cat um and of course if anyone's allergic i want to make sure although i wipe them with uh dander reducing i'd wipe all the animals cats dogs almost me (laughs) with dander reducing uh wipes before we go visiting just in case but still you know, if someone says they're allergic, I say, okay, please don't pet him then. Yes. <laughs> Let's yeah. watch pet one of the dogs or whatever. And as I'm sure everyone has said, there's been so many lovely stories that I've run into. Um, mm. Time I went, it was hardly anyone in there. It just worked out that way. We also continued visiting over COVID. My um, my partner, Dave, and I, we were among the few teams who actually continued visiting um, once a month or so, once every couple of months, even during COVID, even though we had full masks and everything. But one of the times I showed up, there weren't a lot of people there. We stopped and we were talking to two women who were waiting for a flight. And I said, well, would you like to have the cat on your lap? Oh, I love that. So I took his blanket out and he's trying to stay on that blanket. I put him on her lap and she's hugging him. And she finally said, I've been so stressed about flying. Her partner was like, "Eh, I'm all right with it. She's like, Mm -hmm. I'm so scared of flying. This really has helped me. Oh, I'm just so happy you guys came here. And because it was so quiet. You know, I was wondering how much are we going to get out of this? It was amazing. Just those little bitty things where you just don't know who you've helped on that particular day. But yeah, we've we've done it for um, six and a half years and we'll continue to do it for as long as we can. We just love the program. Amazing. (laughs) What a great bunch of humans you are. Crikey. Anna, do you want to tell a little bit about the airport itself? Hi, uh, I am Ana State, Assistant Public Information Manager here at SJC, and I wanted to talk about my experience with the Therapy Animal Program. I, I am, I think, the biggest fan of the program. <laughs> um, I've recently moved to the United States, and I couldn't bring my two cats and my dog with me last year. They actually died in the meantime, and uh, I'm the beneficiary, one of the beneficiary of the program. It's a great program to to uh, be to be able to not replace, but just have my love for pets uh, manifested towards the animals. Uh, mm. I know them all by name. Actually, my neighbors in my new building, I know them by their pets, not necessarily by their human name. <laughs> <laughs> So it's a wonderful program, and I was so happy and honored to uh, be, uh, I don't know, co-opted by Lauren in supporting this program, and also to know that I got to work at the first, that the airport that was the first one to, to introduce this program, which is a wonderful, wonderful program mm. for people, as Patty was saying earlier, that are going to differ, through different situations in their life, and it's just a little bit of happiness support and fluffiness in their daily activities happiness support and fluffiness i love that <laughs> that should be a strap line we're looking for something <laughs> to for, for love fly john who who's been talking to lauren 
it, this is his thing. He's saying, we need a strap line, you know, so maybe we could borrow that one. Mm. Yes, I'm you not, can. I'm not particularly fluffy, though, off the wallet. <laughs> Me neither. That's why I look for <laughs> fluffiness in pets. <laughs> oh, fantastic. So tell us, tell us some more. Tell us some more. What could I tell you more? SGC, it's a very nice airport with very nice passengers and with a great team here that uh, is preoccupied in uh, the wellness of our passengers. Actually, last year we've been chosen as the best airport uh, for customer experience in North America nice. uh, through, through the passengers' votes and it was their options. So we hope that all of all of our programs come to support the passengers and to make them feel mm. welcomed and to relieve their emotions while before traveling and while traveling. Yeah, well, it sounds like you all do. I love the fact that you're so supportive of it, and uh, you know, that, and that's really important. I love seeing all these animals on. I never <laughs> thought I'd be doing a podcast where one day <laughs> I'd have guests. And furry guests. It's this. This is it. I've arrived. Oh, funny. <laughs> so, how do you think it helps? I mean, apart from, I mean, we've got a dog at the moment. Where my daughter's dog is here. He's got a Labrador, and he's a big softy. And uh, but, and I, and I, I do. Like, I like him being around. But I'm wondering when when it's at the airport. How do you think it helps with people's general anxiety, fear of flying? What what what's the magic about? There are countless studies that show that having a pet helps people relieve stress, helps children develop better, helps people uh, be more sociable. Mm. Uh, so, uh, you know, there are programs where uh, in uh, elder elderly homes, uh, some animal shelters bring animals just to make them make their lives uh, funnier, easier. Uh, with less stress, with less worries. So uh, it all comes down to psychology, I think, that mm. explains to us exactly the role of pets in our life and the role of interacting with animals in a mm, friendly way, in a friendly manner. Definitely lowers blood pressure. Absolutely. Yeah. It absolutely does. As everyone has said on here, uh, you know, everyone's dogs not only go to the airport, but other things. Harley is very involved in going to hospitals and wounded warrior projects. And you just see people gravitate and you literally, Paul, can see it in people. You can see there, as Steve mentioned, you can see the blood pressure go from elevated to lower. And it may only be for the few minutes that they're with you, but at least that that's something there and you know you're making a difference. I mean, whether it's your dog, we know ours lowers our blood pressure and all that. And so all of us love sharing that. And, you know, if nothing else, they walk by and they almost 100%, if they have time, want to stop, which is absolutely amazing. And it's just like Anna stated, there are studies that show it. It is yeah. physiological that it happens in your body that and mm. people actually want to stay longer. I mean, it's the biggest testament when flight crews go, oh, I don't have time, but oh, I'm going to stop. You know, I'm like, sure, <laughs> can anybody can stop but, too. People yeah. working there. And just a, a, for instance, um, there's something about not only the cats and the dogs, but these animals that do this work somehow are able to read the humans that we interact with. And 
it's a very hard thing to explain. Um, mm -hmm. But if you think about it, there's one instance uh, that one of my dogs had interacted with a lady that was in a wheelchair. And we all have stories like this, by the way. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the, the lady started singing to my dog. And it turns out in talking with the activity director, that lady hadn't spoken in two months. So somehow the dog and her clicked. So it's, it's this experiential thing that the dogs have with the humans they meet. And it happens at the airport. It happens at all the places we go visit. There's something about that relationship that changes people, lowers the blood pressure, makes them talk or sing, or all of a sudden they'll reach down and pet the animal. It's hard to explain exactly what's going on, mm -hmm. but you sure know that something's happening. So it's a real experience. Paul, I read in, in your bio, you, you have a background in positive psychology. Well, I, and I know a lot, a lot of that is, is chemical in the body. It, it's, it's getting those, those enzymes to emit so that it calms and it relaxes. Well, to me, there's nothing more visual of knowing that's happening than watching a smile break out spontaneously. And that happens so much that it becomes, that is, that is the reaction. And watching someone who looks stressed. And one of the things we do when we go into the airport is check the board and look for the delayed flights. Because mm. that always increases anxiety. It certainly increases my anxiety. And, and often people flying out of San Jose are connecting to other places and increases theirs. And so we go to those gates first and look for families and look for people. We, we walk around and I announce this is not a service dog. This is a therapy dog. This is Matilda. You're welcome to come pet her. And um, and then we just start walking. And sometimes people won't respond. They won't even look up. And all of a sudden, the hand comes out. And you watch the face change. I watch the faces. They watch the dog. I watch them. And and it's just, it's remarkable. Because yeah. you, Dee said, you see the blood pressure drop. Well, I don't have a blood pressure monitor, but I can see a face. Mm. And when that face breaks out in a completely different expression and the shoulders relax and the body relaxes, it is really an amazing thing. And I think some of that, Steve, is related to the dog's incredible sense of smell. They know yep. they can smell stress. They can smell anxiety. And some dogs are a little afraid of that. But our dogs, and it's what makes a therapy dog different than mm. dogs that don't really fit this mold. And, and not all do. Some dogs are marvelous family dogs, but they don't make good therapy dogs. And I think my dog can sense when someone is stressed, and I think it's related to smell. And so she knows to go up and she'll lean in. And she doesn't do that with me, but she'll do it with a stranger mm. and allow a stranger to hug her and pet her. And, and eventually she'll see the change in them and she'll actually pull away and say, okay, we go on to the next Yeah, you're done now. <laughs> and it really, it, it it's it's remarkable. I love that. Because you said earlier on, I think it, I think Steve, I know you you do assess, but I also got the, the this is a phrase that you quite a few of you said about 
the the animal being certified and stuff. And I was just curious about right. what what that meant. You know what happened. So, um, Patty could probably, uh, or one of the others could talk about love on a leash. But in terms of alliance of therapy dogs, um, it starts with a handling test. So um, also they have to have all the appropriate uh, veterinarian sign-offs for obviously the vaccinations and that they've been checked over within the year, et cetera. Mm. So there's uh, some paperwork that's got to be done. With Alliance, they also do a background check uh, because we do deal with kids. Um, yeah. Then they do a handling test, and it's a multi-step handling test. So the, the handler and the dog have to go through this process. And then we do three site visits. Um, it's uh, a health facility and what we call one other one. It could be your local hardware store or a pet store. And the idea is to see the handler working with the dog in uh, a different kind of environment that may be noisy or have mm -hmm. treats everywhere. And so um, between all these different components, the four pieces, uh, if you end up with the assessor getting through all that uh, and approved and we sign off, they send it into the national office and they get a little heart tag that goes on a collar for the dog. And uh, we get a, the handler gets a uh, ID card. And then you're required to do a visit once a quarter. And there is a test at, at your renewal time each year to make sure you're paying attention to the current rules and regulations. Nice. Patty or somebody want to talk about love on a leash? I think I'll speak to Love on a Leash because I have uh, cats and dogs, which is a little different. Um, Alliance yep. of Therapy Dogs, of course, only does dogs. Um, Love on a Leash will certify cats, dogs, and rabbits. Um, and dogs are handled differently than cats or rabbits. But since I have both, I can easily speak to both. Um, so uh, Love on a Leash starts out much the same way. It's a national organization, um, just as alliances. With Love on a Leash, if you have a dog... You have to go to a uh, what we call a control evaluation. It's similar to what he said. It's a handler evaluation where mm -hmm. the person uh, and the dog are evaluated. The handler and the dog are evaluated by someone who's a licensed um, animal behaviorist or licensed dog trainer or something like that. And they have a series of things they watch for. Can they do a sit stake? Can they do a down stake? Can they walk through people? How do they react to somebody um, acting crazy? You know, wild-eyed and arms waving mm. around them shouting that sort of thing the cats have a different initial evaluation the cats are evaluated by the and the rabbits are evaluated by the veterinarian which to me is actually more stressful than the the evaluation for the dog handler because I don't have I have never had a single animal who's happy at the vet even my therapy animals get nervous at the vet yeah. so um, but again they do a lot of the same stuff there they're checking how does the animal react can I pick them up can I poke mm. them can I push them does this cat or rabbit react poorly to any of these things and of course are they up to date on vaccinations yeah. Yeah. do they seem to be a threat. Um, Either way you do it, whether it's a cat or a rabbit or whether it's a dog, once they pass that initial evaluation, then with Love and a Leash, they do a total of 10 visits. Now, unlike um, 
Alliance of Therapy Dogs, you can't use stores. They will not allow you to use uh, any sort of a store for any of it. It has to be, or nor can you do a home visit. Like I couldn't go visit um, a person in their home, although I can normally as part of Lawn Leash. It has to be some sort of a facility or right. organized place. So it can be a nursing home. It can be a school. It can be a variety of things, but they have do have some limits on what you can do. All those visits, you must be accompanied by a supervisor. And that supervisor isn't a specific evaluator, unlike with... Um, uh, Alliance of Therapy Dogs, it's a member of Love on a Leash who's experienced. Mm. So I've evaluated or, or supervised, as has Rhonda, as had Lisa, numerous people going through various facilities. Now, let me also note that we don't do this at the airport. Um, the airport, we only allow animals who have actually received their final evaluation and their uh, cards, because I don't feel that that's a good testing place. That's 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 not. I don't want someone to be tested there. I want them to be already established by the time yes. you get to the airport. But yeah. um, so it's very similar. We do the ten visits. They're evaluated at the end by someone who's seen them at least five times. Send it off to national. We get our cards, and we have to carry those with us every time. We don't have a yearly as well, though. We just we just renew every year. Mm. But in many ways, the organizations are pretty similar, except yes. the, the testing, the uh, the process is a bit longer. And mm. um, we do cats, dogs and rabbits. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I have to say, I'm really impressed with how much testing and evaluation. I, I'm quite surprised by that. And the people listening will be gobsmacked, as we'd say in the UK. And if you say that over there, gobsmacked. Try it out. Yeah, Try it out. It? There you go. I'll, I'll give you. That's a gift. Try that in Dom, the US. All right. Gobsmack means. Um, yep. Yeah. Paul, I want to add that on top of the certifications, our therapy animal volunteers have to get badged at the airport. And that includes a two appointment process of getting fingerprinted and then coming and taking an exam just to work at the airport. So they have to watch security videos and answer questions that they learn. So these people are so dedicated to what they're doing. I mean, it's not just some simple thing of, hey, I want to take my pet to the airport. It is, right. I am passionate. Mm -hmm. I want to bring love and joy and happiness to people I don't even know. And that's one of the most beautiful things about this program. It's one of the things that I love about my job is just being able to support something like this. And, you know, all the people here who volunteered their time just to be on this podcast. It's I just, it's I am blown away. Absolutely blown away. That, that one translates all right. Yeah. It's a softer version of gobsmack. Blown away. I think that one works. But so I'm really interested in what what is the best bit for anybody can sort of chime in for this but what's what's the best bit for you if you had to say there's one thing that you particularly love about doing this work that you do what would it be i guess i can speak to there's so many things that are you know i don't know if i can specifically say one thing but i think the main thing would be is just seeing a life impacted you know, like we all say, you don't know what situation someone's in. And, you know, just seeing their demeanor, you know, their stress level and seeing a smile appear on their face. It's just, it really, um, it's kind of neat to watch that, you know, this little, this, our little fur, fur, foot fur, fur babies can, you know, really affect, you know, yeah. people without even speaking their language. You know, I think their love is universal and you don't need, 
you know, a common language because um, I can share one experience with Hana. We were at the airport and there was a woman who landed with her son and she thought she was at the wrong airport. So she got really stressed. She started mm. crying and her son, of course, kind of picked off of mom's, Yeah, you know, um, just panic and all. And they bumped into Hana and, you know, Hana gave him a shake and gave him a high five. And the little boy stopped crying. And, you know, just kind of the biggest grin came on his face as he interacted with her. You know, there was no language that was needed. And I went a couple weeks later and one of the um, gate um, attendants said, oh, yeah, I have to tell you what happened. You know, and they said they couldn't get the boy to stop crying for almost an hour. And their little Hanna came along and just changed everything. You know, so it's just, I think, seeing the impact that, yeah. you know, our little pets have on everyone. That's and a great story. that you're making a lasting change, you know. That's lovely. Thank you, Lisa. Yeah. Really well said, Lisa. But I, and, and I think what I've also seen, and, and a lot of people ask, well, why did you choose the airport? Or, oh, it's just, they, everyone assumes it's just fear of flying. Although that's how it started after 9-11, which is a mm. great reason to start that and how many airports now in the United States have that because of that chaplain in San Jose. It is so much bigger and encompasses so much more, it encompasses everything that people go through in their lives, everything. And so, you know, people might think, oh, well, just because you're afraid of flying. No. And and that is what's the most wonderful part. And I love educating people about that too. And they kind of think about that because that's what you walk away from. Like Lisa was saying, it's and there, and granted, fear of flying is a real thing, and you love helping people with that too. But there, are, everyone's got a story going to the airport, and you find it uh, when they're touching your animals. Yeah, I guess you. Yeah, you, I, you get under the radar, don't you? Gets you, the, you know. Yeah. Sorry, Mom. Don't go for it. No, no, it's okay. I just there, there's so much, and I'm sure your time is limited. But it for well, me, it's also not. watching. <laughs> Watching, okay, That's watching my dog bring joy to others. <laughs> I don't, I'm, you're right. No, hopefully, no, your time is not any more limited than the rest of us. Uh, but watching my girl bring joy to other people. We, a couple of weeks ago, we met some of the first flights back to San Jose from Maui after the fire. Mm. And I know Hannah, uh, Hannah and Lisa were there and Patty was there with, I think, dog and cat. And watching some of those people getting, and these are not people who were afraid of flying. These are the people who have just flown. We met them at the gate. We met them at baggage. A lot of them look shell-shocked. They had been four days without cell phone, without electricity, some of them on vacation, some of them live there. And watching them hug my girl and, and, and smile and cry and knowing that you were helping a little bit to give mm. their lives a little bit of joy in what had been a, a just horrendous experience and and that i walk out i lose weight at the airport i walk out lighter i walk lighter and it's a it's a joyful time anybody else no i'm loving loving these stories i have to say (laughs) you know i've I've been i've noticed i'm just grinning the whole time as well and i'm not even near the pets if i could do it seven days a week I mean, we're all volunteers, right? But it's my happiest time. It's my the happiest thing I do all month. I agree. If I had it's more not time, just the passengers, but it's not just the passengers. Nope. We get 
comments and pets from the TSA employees, from the the custodians, from the vendors, from the flight crews. It's it's everybody we come into contact at the airport from the moment we walk out of the parking area. It's it's people greeting flights. It's 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 a wonderful wonderful place to volunteer. It does as much or more for me than it does for the people we visit. Absolutely. And there's a trickle down effect too. Some people say, wow, I've got a, an animal that's really calm da, 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 where they live and they, they want to know more about the program. I've given them ATD's information and told them about that. And, um, and last year they wrote an article on San Jose airport as well as San Francisco airport um, highlighting the program. So, yeah. I was just thinking the same thing, too. I was going to say my comment was going to be not only do we love visiting all the people and just, you know, trying to help their day better, whether it's the gate attendant or whether it's TSA or someone flying. But I especially love talking to people who say, huh, you know, I've got a friendly cat, a, a two year old lab or whatever at home. I'm interested in this. And I'll say, well, there's a lot of different groups. You can look at Love on a Leash. You can look at Alliance of Therapy Dogs. I always push you guys to. You can, uh, sometimes there's local groups. Look into this and see if you're interested in it. And uh, I, you never know what you're spreading out there. Absolutely. And, and just as a point, just because, you know, we have different organizations uh, because Alliance and Love on a Leash are okay interacting, um, if there's an event going on or something like that, and we're looking for people, I'll contact Patty or whoever and say, "Hey, we need more people for this particular event, or we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and do we we used to do a Halloween or Christmas walkthrough at the airport, and we try and get." multiple handler teams coming to that event at halloween we hand out candy to the kids throughout the airport so you know it's it's more than you know just a handler and a dog or a cat or whatever sometimes mm. we do do things together yeah and paul the other thing i wanted to mention just so you know once these dogs are certified these organizations support the handler team by providing insurance that covers the handler and their pet as soon as they enter the facility. So mm -hmm. it's another positive thing yes. as an outcome of becoming a certified team. Amazing. Thank you. Um, I'll just come back to then on a and or Lauren, if you'd like to do some final words to kind of wrap up. I've really enjoyed this. I have to say, I really enjoyed this podcast. It's been lovely just to shut up, let you tell your stories, see the animals, obviously see you as well, but the animals, let's be honest, they're the stars. And uh, I, I'm just really grateful for your time. I'm, I'm blown away that you be able to give your time today and come on. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, so uh, Honor or Lauren, is there anything you'd like to say? I just want to say that I am so grateful for this opportunity to share our story, mm -hmm. to share just this little brightness of the day with looking at all of these happy, smiling animals. And I'm just, I am blown away by 
our team and just everything you all do for us. Um, <laughs> some of the stories I haven't heard before, so I, I'm kind of tearing up a little bit. Uh, but at San Jose International, we really care about our passengers. And I know that sounds cliche, but we've got a customer experience team who is dedicated to making everyone's days much brighter. Uh, Anna, you might say our tagline, fly simple. <laughs> so we, we try to be that easygoing airport. And um, one little plug for another program that I manage, we have the Sunflower Lanyard Program, mm. which you may be familiar with in the UK, which yes. um, just helps people who may need a little extra time going through the airport, um, mm. notify our employees that they need that extra time and care. So um, maybe that's for another episode, but well, yes, wanna, why not like, come back as long as you bring <laughs> some animals, um, obviously some handlers as well, but <laughs> Maybe it's the animals. That's what I want to say. No disrespect to you. Oh, not at all. Not at all. I also manage information booth volunteers. <laughs> we yeah. have all different programs here. Yeah. Well, your your um your airport sounds like a little pocket of light, and if you've got amazing people like this volunteering, oh, it's fantastic. So uh, I've been really, really, I've really enjoyed this one. So I don't want it to end, but. I, we're getting towards the sweet spot for people to listen and watch things for. It's like you can't once you get around about the 45 minutes, people think, oh, you know. But this has been lovely. It's been really, really positive, uplifting. And uh yeah, I'm 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 quite quite blown away by uh, how much you give and how much you help people, not just fear of flying, but just general the human condition. It's phenomenal. So thank you so much for giving your time today. Uh, this morning, this afternoon, this evening for us. I'm uh, really, really grateful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Paul. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Well, I'd like to see some pets waving, please. Come on, don't be rude. That is beyond There we cute. go. <laughs> Amazing. No, we are out. <laughs> All right. Amazing. Oh, well, hopefully we'll see you again. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Love Fly podcast. I hope you're finding it helpful with your fear of flying. Now, if you do need some extra tailored help, you can go to our website, lovefly.co.uk and click on the courses button. You'll find more help there, such as our 30-day program and our on-demand webinar. Thanks again. See you next time.